commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your news segment rundown for March 27th, 2020. Commander Cody's Cloud Wars Conspectus, Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, Slash Films Peter Sreda has reported that Rosario Dawson has been cast as a circuit tunnel in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, we have Ben Grant-Adam to discuss. Thank you, Grex. Nice. Uh, awesome. Welcome back to another week of this podcast that I've is called For World <laughs> <laughs> Yes, another disparate meeting of the minds um, that somewhat love Star Wars. Uh, very much so, actually. Here we are. Um, so this was kind of ill-fated timing because I think the I, Rosario it, yeah. Dawson news <laughs> broke like as I was posting last week's pod. Um, but uh, what do you all think? I I adore this casting. I think this could be like Rosario like needs. I personally think like needs a, a main character, you know, position. And I guess she might not be a main character, but this is a, a vital character, and I'd love her to to carry forth with Ahsoka. Um, I mean, in a I mean, lot of things, I, you know, connecting this to the Clone Wars that we'll talk a little later. I feel like I feel like we're really starting to set things in motion for a standalone Ahsoka thing, whether it be a TV show or a movie or, or yeah. a cartoon. I have always been a huge fan of Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Um, I think she's wonderful. I'm very excited about this. I'm still somewhat skeptical about this as well. At the same time, it feels a little bit like an Ouroboros, like a snake eating its own tail. Um, where it's like one thing happened and then everyone's saying it's a, it's a set deal. So Right, right. It's, it, yeah. I, I hope. It's still it's a true. rumor. It's There's yeah, not an yeah. official announcement. It's just everyone wanted it to be an official announcement, so they said yeah. it was. And I mean, she was fan cast as Ahsoka years ago. Like this isn't this is something that's been kind of percolating in the in the depths of the internet for a while. And I know she was cast in the Mandalorian, so I don't know how much of this is just wishful thinking versus reality. I personally hope it's true because I think it's one, great casting, and I think she would do that character such um, a wonderful service. Yeah, I, it's st- definitely still a rumor. We should point that out, and it hasn't been officially confirmed. Uh, I I would love this to be the truth, but. At the same time, I'm hesitant to just, you know, take it as as fact. Uh, she could just be like a Togruta character that's yeah. not Ahsoka, not connected to Ahsoka in any way. And uh, and this the the writer of the article could just be flavoring the, the title of the article to get more clicks. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is she's playing Ahsoka because more people are going to click on that article than, hey, Rosario Dawson's playing a Togruta in Mandalorian season two. You know what I mean? Like, it's, do, do it they even know it's going to be a Togruta? I mean, they just we just know she's in it, right? We don't know her species yet, do we? Uh, I mean, no, we just we the article says she's rumored to play Ahsoka in season two. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Can but I it, ask it a couple? Been, yeah, go for it. The technical questions, not technical, but like age wise, Ahsoka would be in her 40s to 50s. Do we think at that point? Right. Because we're she was what? Probably 16 to 18 at the end of the Clone Wars or end of the clone wars plus 20 plus five plus five kind of is the math i'm doing in my head real quick that sounds about right yeah so around okay. 50 
for so a Degruda. A, yeah, for a Degruda who knows how they age, but that works for, uh, I think Rosario Donaldson's probably much younger than that, but not significantly, so that works. The other question I have is, last time we see her is at the end of Rebels, spoiler for end of Rebels, which also takes place right at the, like a little bit after uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. So I guess she's back from outer space, like she's back from looking for... Uh, if she's in the Mandalorian, mm. that means it's the end of the search for uh, oh, for Ezra. Ezra yeah. happened at some point. That's why. That's honestly why I'm a little suspicious about that timing. Is I feel like she's somewhere else in the galaxy, but maybe they run across her during her search. Who knows? Well, so it's we know it's it's after. Well, yeah, because the the Battle of Jakku happens two years after Return of the Jedi. One year. Yeah. And we know it's after that somewhat. I mean, pretty. I would think it's so. No, this this takes six years. Takes place six years after Return of the Jedi, right? That that right. Was, was something Favreau said. So yeah. Um. So that's. I mean, six years is plenty of time for her to find Ezra and come back. That's true. I think. You know, yeah. that's, this this could also be a means to bring Sabine Wren into the story, as she was once the uh, oh, carrier yeah. of the dark saber. Yeah, she once held the dark saber, I believe, and then I believe she gave it to Bo Katan at the uh, towards the the end of rebels right yeah yes. that could be fun or it could be season three where it's like you know he goes through these adventures with baby yoda and you know but like by meeting ahsoka she's like oh you know if you want to if you want real justice for the uh the siege of mandalore i know the person that you want to rally around um and, and then and and point him towards sabine though didn't sabine gave her dark saber to her Oh, well, yeah, that's right. So the Darksaber's, I'm sorry, in Moff Gideon's hands now. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. But bringing Ahsoka in could be giving, uh, could be granting us a warrior for to, to go, you know, sword to sword with Moff Gideon. Like that, we could be getting mm -hmm. someone who's yeah. a sword fighter in the story to, to be the foil to Gideon. <sighs> that would be, that would be fun to watch. Yes, it would. Yeah. Uh, but there's also been a, a kerfuffle, uh, people kind of, reacting poorly to this decision saying you know ashley Eckstein has always been ahsoka she should voice the character uh, uh if they're going to do if rosary's going to play the character we should get dubbing in the same way as maul i couldn't Oof. disagree with that more i was like <laughs> if, if if they do if rosario is playing this character i want rosaria dawson you know yeah. to really explore the character in her own way and really see a new side of the character and have so much more development with just a single performance rather than this dubbing and and, and trying to match tone and emotion and i feel yeah. like what we got with maul was interesting but it didn't work as well when he was a silent type in the phantom menace like i i loved the original maul we got and uh he's kind of become more talkative and ideological and it's kind of i i really liked when he was a stoic dark cider that was kind of my favorite mall and um i would like in the same way i would like rosario dawson to really take the character in her own direction in her own way but uh ashley Eckstein, uh who, who voices ahsoka did uh, uh respond to this rumor and uh, yeah. i can i can read that for you guys right now i have it right uh, in front of me. love it yeah awesome. so, um so ashley Eckstein writes i believe on uh Instagram? Uh, last week, a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I've read all of your questions and comments about the story, and I thank you for your patience as I've taken the much-needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I am not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something I have no part of. I am... I have not been a part of. I am an actress, and I have performed in all types of mediums, live-action, film, television, theater, voiceover. 
asking for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, and I am always happy to see your legacy continue. I am only one member of a tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka Tano to life. The final decisions for Ahsoka are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I truly know nothing about. Well, there you go. So she's not involved. Yeah. I mean, not involved with this. So that, I mean, that's that's a pretty thorough and well thought out press release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I, it came to light because she got sick of everyone on all the yeah. social media platforms bugging her about it. I know. That's, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, right? So she makes herself available to fans and they're like, tell us everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, Rosario Dawson is this age Ahsoka Tano like this is it's, she's a perfect casting for her it's just like her complexion her like facial features I think it's just like it, it, she actually yeah it's just she's just perfect for this and and she's an amazing actress and not not to take anything away from Ashley Eckstein she's fantastic but I, I don't think she like fits the visual profile though she does has some lovely cosplay um, you know, it's just, I think she just has to, she controls a different part of Ahsoka and, and, you know, will be involved for whatever that is. And yeah. hopefully that'll be more again. Can't wait to talk about the, um, the, the, uh, animated series episode, um, that just came out, but, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. And Ahsoka is in a very different place, uh, later in life, I imagine. And, yeah. And, and Rosario Dawson will effectively be playing like a more wizened, a wizened sage. Yeah. She has that staff. She has that awesome Ahsoka. staff. Yeah. 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 We don't even know if she has a lightsaber. It could be a light staff. Maybe it breaks in half. Who knows? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, she's, I mean, to, to that point, if she found Ezra Bridger, there's a possibility that Ezra's in the Mandalorian also. And guys, this could just be a cameo. Like, it could be, yes. I mean, Ren could be a bigger role in the story, and maybe she reflects on her time with Ahsoka, and we get, a, you know, a cameo of Rosario Dawson appearing I feel, as Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, do you, like, I, I guess there have been a lot of high-profile cameos in The Mandalorian, but it just seems like a waste of talent to only put that fabulous actress, actor, um, in, you know, for, for just a, a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Should, I, I doubt it'll be a cameo. I bet you'll get dialogue, but it could be very right. brief. It's a one episode thing. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of rumors, right, that that season two of The Mandalorian might be the last season. Mm. Um, but I, I think if that's the truth, that's it's it's similar to how like, you know, Rebels is ending and possibly there's a new show of Rebels. I I, I really just I smell a spinoff here. You, you don't mm. you don't give Rosario Dawson a, a couple of minutes of screen time if you're not setting her up to play this character in a, in a more, you know, fo Ahsoka focused show. Yeah. I mean, it could flip and center around Sabrina Ren, Ezra Bridger and Ahsoka Tano, which would be yeah. interesting too. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm just like falling in love with um, Jin Darren and like his character. So great. Yeah. yeah. So just, but, uh, just looking forward to season two. And it's going to, I mean, I'd love the story arc where now we're going to go into what, you know, the state of the Jedi is where's if there's a Jedi enclave like that. I mean, awesome. That's that's going to be so fun. Yeah, I, I don't know for certain if season two will be the last season, but I do believe Filoni and Favreau have an, uh, an end in mind. I do think they had yeah. the ending for this before yeah. they started it. Unlike the sequel trilogy, I feel like they had a definitive ending. I think they know where the child Just is going. snuck think, a sequel trilogy and, in there. And, <laughs> and I wonder, I wanted to present the question to you guys. Where do you think the child will end up? I mean, I feel like that is the ending that they have in mind. 
and um, bringing Ahsoka in would be a great way to pass it off to a, a Jedi in hiding who could you know, help it get to it, the, its home. Or it could be mm. it could be like an ET type story where it needs to return to its family or you know something like that. But it, it's interesting to think where that child will end up because I feel like that is core to what the show is about and 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 Dinjarin's journey and all that kind of stuff. So where, do you guys have any ideas where you think the child might end up? Adam, I've been talking a lot. Go okay. Uh, I have no idea, but I have, well, I guess that's not true because I'm about to then say postulate something. So um, <laughs> I have no idea, but now I have an idea. Um, you know, it's hard to, to think about just because the child was such a wonderful and unexpected development in the show that it's really, you know, put my head for a spin in a good way that that it's just so interesting of where this fits into you know the the post um you know original trilogy pre-sequel trilogy world um i i think i think the jaren ends up sacrificing himself i mean i think that's the end of the mandalorian i think the mandalorian has to sacrifice himself to save the child where that child goes i mean grant you kind of already said what i think is that he gets she gets or it gets handed off to ahsoka and I don't know, maybe at some point the child is runs. I, I can't imagine in this world where there is a baby Yoda walking around that Luke Skywalker does not have interactions with that child at some point. Um, yeah. Well, what but if I, the child becomes yeah. Ahsoka's Padawan? Like what if Ahsoka yeah. takes the child under her, her wing at an older age and, and the kind of the the third act of Ahsoka's life is about raising the child. And we haven't even learned that yet. We just learned that from the Mandalorian, you know? I mean, yeah, I I think too, if you're doing this weird aging thing, right, where it's 50 years to one year, is that the, the, the numbers they were kind of going with? (laughs) That was the numbers we came up with. (laughs) Right. Well, no, but I mean, it's, it's a baby and, and it's been around for 50 years, right? They said that. So, so clearly Yoda's age slowly at some point we don't know the curve might be different but it, it seems weird that you just have this child wandering around 35 years previous to the sequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy ends we assume with ray going off to establish a jedi a new jedi order or at least a training camp and you have a young ish force sensitive yoda wandering around possibly mm-hmm. So I, I think we get Yoda. I think we get baby Yoda's story continuing into the sequel trilogy era. Yeah, I mean, I that that would be my best case scenario. I imagined it's slightly different where mm-hmm. I, I would love for Ahsoka to take baby Yoda on as a, a Padawan. Um, it would be consistent with her character. And um, I was actually thinking, like, what if there was sort of like a shadow academy um, mm. like Jedi Academy that, that Ahsoka was running. What if she did recover Ezra, Ezra Bridger and he's out there, but they're like laying in wait and, and like maybe taking a more classic Jedi view of, you know, because Ahsoka has seen the, you know, she was one, the only Jedi to really see through um, the, the bad direction that the Jedi were in at, at the fall before order 66. So, um, I, I, maybe she's actually taking a, a, even a more intelligent route to having a Jedi Academy than Luke was. Mm. Um, it, it would be tempting to see that said, it'd be tempting to see Luke cross paths with Ahsoka and baby Yoda, because he's out there sort of on his vision quest now too, but maybe they just, maybe Ahsoka now is just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to stay out of the limelight. They sort of watch 
um, the First Order develop from the shadows. Maybe they fight it in their own way or have this sort of maybe they're on the path of trying to find Exegol. But, you know, there's a different branch of the Sith army somewhere else that she's dealing with. Um, I don't know. I would just I, I would really like to see a Jedi Academy in some form. And it, it's an interesting call because we know that the Colin Trevorrow script had um, Ray becoming this leader of this new academy. But what if she's not like but they didn't go that route. They just sort of had her in seclusion on Tatooine. What if she just decides, no, I'm not going to go that route. But that that academy does happen. But it's it's through this little cadre of Ezra, Ahsoka and baby Yoda. And, but maybe they, they, you know, in a, in a later sequel trilogy, a sequel, sequel trilogy, they, they use Ray as like an Oracle or, you know, like an, an OP source where they eventually sort of, you know, go to her for advice or something. I don't know. I, I, I threw a lot out there right now, but I, um, yeah, I, I would definitely love to see baby Yoda end up in some sort of training program with Ahsoka and some other disparate Jedi. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a good theory. I, I mean, that's I. Yeah, it would be interesting if there was another if, if Soka was trying to gather together whatever surviving Jedi she could find or or new jet new force sensitives and creating her own sort of doctrine on the force and exactly a new Jedi Academy of some sort. That'd be interesting. Right. With something different without tainted by the Skywalker legacy. She's just like, no, like she just has a better ethos of what the jedi the new jedi academy should be and so it's it's not all about luke and luke's going through his own missions and he's hunting artifacts artifacts and and gathered all this knowledge that knowledge ended up with ray and but ahsoka's just not there like maybe she just has her own doctrine that she's just like no i've i've been trained by all the best masters um i've seen their air i'm gonna i'm gonna go my own way with this um yeah you know, and create something more interesting, something yeah. different. And, and Baby Yoda also reflects that that innate neutrality we all have when we're children, uh, right? That, in dealing with the Force, in in the Star Wars galaxy, and uh, dealing with the Force, and um, and we know Ahsoka grows to actually adopt that neutrality or that neutral mm. outlook in an yeah. interesting way. Um, so yeah, I think they they match together perfectly, like puzzle pieces. So it's yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's it, it's logical for sure. It's interesting. I just the only thing to think about is at the end and spoilers for Rise of Skywalker, the end of Sky, Rise of Skywalker, we hear Ahsoka's voice mm. calling out to Ray. And I think we oh. also hear Ezra's. So I think that implies that they're one with the force, but maybe not. Who knows? I don't we don't know how the force works, but um, I right. Know. They could be alive. Yeah. Which would be kind of through the ether. I don't know. Right. Um, I am. And it, Jedi. Yeah. And all we know, and all we know in terms of Ray, based on the Rise of Skywalker novelization, is that she is leaving Tatooine at the end, but we don't know where she's going. Other than I think, um, I have it here, do, 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 headed towards the Falcon to return to her family. So that's all they said. People were precious. That's that's oh. the line. So we know she's leaving to go back to her quote unquote family, whatever that means. But I'm guessing it's the Resistance now, the new whatever you whatever you you want. But um. But that doesn't mean anything, right? That doesn't mean she's going to form a new academy or anything. Just that she's she's being around people. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not she's not staying on Tatooine. Is the noveliz- novelization out? I'm excuse my ignorance. Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Well. Yeah. Sorry. I I thought it was still a couple weeks away. So well, I mean, that's a huge nugget of information there. That's. 
but yeah, I gotta I gotta sit and read through it. I, I've been I kind of flipped through and and basically this is like the last page because I wanted to read the last page since I already knew how it ended. And they and that's line says Ray Skywalker headed towards the Falcon, returned to her family. People were precious. They were life and light. She couldn't have survived. The Emperor couldn't have resisted him if not for the goodness and strength of her friends and the generosity of this Jedi who had come before. And mm-hmm. then she reminded herself. And that's the end. Well, there's a little more, but that's kind of the big part. That's yeah. the, the gist. Mm-hmm. And we, we will cover that novelization in two weeks' time. We'll cover it in full. Um, yeah, let's do it. Guest. Definitely. Um, so any other further thoughts about Ahsoka? I do have further thoughts for the next segment, um, which yeah, is all agreed. Fantastic. Now, from the front lines of the other MCGs, Commander Cody's Clone Wars Conspectus. Very good, sir. Alrighty, so um, now we're back. We got another episode. This is episode six um, of uh, Clone Wars. Um, what's the title of this, Grant? It's I, De- Deal No Deal. Deal No Deal. Like Deal or uh, No Deal, like the like the the show, the old game show. Do you have a little summary for those that uh, have not uh, seen the episode uh, yet? Yeah, got a little uh, summary here. Leaving Coruscant aboard Trace's ship, the Silver Angel, the Martez sisters and Ahsoka set out on their first job. Rafa has organized for the trio to transport a shipment of spice from the Yoroba family of Kessel to the Pike Syndicate on Obadiah. But when tensions run high between Ahsoka and Rafa, Trace dumps the cargo, leaving them with even bigger problems. Right. Any big uh, standouts for you, you guys, on, on this episode? I, I, I just I want to chime in with one um, to get us rolling here. Uh, getting so they they she had the ship flies that um, that uh, Trace has been working on, um, and mm-hmm. we see them get into it. There was like this visceral thing, and I don't know how they captured this within an animated show. But like when they're taking off and it's a long, they take their time like that getting out of the hangar. Like you feel the tension mm-hmm. of just like, is this thing going to stay in the air? And then and like <laughs> taking off, but like they follow it the whole way out of like the the pit that they are in into the Coruscant. And then there's like a traffic like it's like it, being in the car as a 16 year old for the first time, you know, being like, you're in the wrong lane. And just like all <laughs> these things that I remember from like me learning how to drive. Um, way back in the day, I just I, I was like that. That was my favorite part of the episode. I think it was just that. I mean, and there's so many great things, but I, it really took me for an emotional journey just on a, a, a starship taking off. Yeah, yeah, you know what I think part of it had to do too. The music was really good in this episode, and yeah. I don't normally notice the music in the Clone Wars, and I don't mean that yeah. as a slight. It just I'm also not it, attuned to hearing musical stings all that much, but like I was really digging the music, and I think I think that the, the stuff on Coruscant was really good. And I think part of that was, was really, it was kind of making you feel that maybe. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we get to Kessel later in the show and the music does a great job of yeah. the suffering uh, and the minds there. Uh, and the scope of the minds in this episode is crazy. But um, back to what you're uh, saying, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised when they went into the military lane, when Trace and the crew uh, set off into into space, and, and they they get in that military lane, and they're they're let off so easy by uh, by uh, I guess a, a an admiral of some sort, a republic uh, for the republic. It, it just reminded me how decent the republic was in comparison to the empire. Like the empire would never let someone get away right. after they've been caught red-handed. You know, so it's, no, I right. mean. Yeah, I mean that that moment with Anakin. I mean that was awesome. a, that was pure Return of the Jedi, right? Like that was a mirror uh, event of Return of the Jedi, where 
he goes, who's aboard that trans who who is aboard on board that transport, right? Isn't that direct Vader line from Return of the Jedi? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's a feeling lot of Luke. Yeah, a lot of beautiful yeah. mirroring. I love that connection. I love that they had the force connection. I mean, it was mm. it was so well done. And and it's like it's it's really it it, you know, I think last episode or maybe it was the episode before we talked about how I think it was two episodes ago we talked about how like Anakin was straight up Vader when he killed uh Admiral yeah. Oh, I had it and it was gone out of my brain. Trench. Tarantula. Trench. Trench. Um, <laughs> and now it was like a nice little moment of like, no, he's still he's still Anakin, right? He still has he still has connections and he still cares about people. Right. Uh, but you said, I mean, as you said, it was a huge lore bomb and an yeah. absolute parallel to him as Vader. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was that was, again, another beautiful scene where he he's just like you see like the look on his face and you can see him sort of wrestling with it. But it's a very mature Anakin uh, much more mature than the other seasons of the Clone Wars. He's, you know, he's a wizened veteran at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, you know, obviously he he still has emotions for his Padawan and, and wants her to, to be fine. But like he was in control of that situation. And it was I, I, I loved that scene. I loved yeah, that. Me yeah, me too. Yeah, I also have an ear for Vader dialogue. I'm always listening out yeah. to Vader dialogue. And uh, uh, at one point, Trace is talking about her ear engineering feats and dealing with the ship or yeah. something like that and ahsoka's like impressive and impressive. i was like oh that is classic <laughs> vader right there yeah 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 uh, she went to skywalker academy that's definitely she something she, she picked yeah. up yeah uh, yeah that was a cool little drop where she says she yeah. went to skywalker academy uh, want a very veg- good oh sorry i was going to talk about the vegetation on kessel but <laughs> you go <laughs> no. I, no so that's really funny i was going to talk about something else completely random so I was going to mention Rafa's coat is made out of feathers, and I was loving it. Oh, Rafa's whole getup is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think Rafa's awesome. a pretty cool gangster type character. Yeah, so. I love that aesthetic, and I love that's what like the, looks like on Coruscant on thirteen thirteen. Like I'm on board. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very cool. very but cyberpunk but, in those lower levels. But I'm sorry, I interrupted your thoughts on the vegetation. <laughs> My conversation Guys, when we landed out. on Kessel, I was so turned around. I was like, "Is this Kessel? Like, did they just lie to me? Is this canon?" I was questioning everything about the Star Wars. All so was I. I have a lot of crossed out notes. <laughs> I, I was angrily scratching on my page, on, my, on my notebook. I was freaking out, but then they show yeah. the edge of the tree line and the, the mines, and I was like, "Okay." But then I went back to my atlas just for the sake of curiosity, and you know, like Kessel started as like a lifeless asteroid. Like, yeah. it has really you know transformed over time as people have developed it further so yeah you i mean you could see as they were flying in there was like one verdant green like patch on the yeah. planet and everything else was kind of there and they they actually went to that that verdant area so it was probably terraformed or whatever exactly the rich people terraformed it for themselves do you think or have any thoughts that maybe this was in production prior to solo because they don't really mention the maelstrom very much you see it for half a second on their way out of kessel uh, oh, you see the maelstrom? Yeah, for like half a second when they when they're blasted when they come out of out of Kessel, you, they're in it for like it's literally it's literally half a second. And oh, it seems yeah, like right. Very quick animation of uh oh, <laughs> we need to match this up to what happened in Solo. Yeah, that might be it because they should have had to have done the Kessel run, right? They should have had to yeah. have gone through the maelstrom. Um, yeah, and followed the path. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Maybe yeah, there's, I mean, a back, they, there's a back they did door. It. Like they, they figured out. And my guess was that was like last minute animation to be like, well, let's just throw this in here and everything kind of matches up. I will say, though, seeing the Maelstrom, even for half a second, seeing Kessel, seeing the Pikes, I am 100% going to go watch Solo tonight. It <laughs> did look like there was a kind of like 
like a beacon guided like hyper space lane to Kessel and maybe oh. that all fell apart when the Emperor rose to power. So that I did kind of notice but, these pylons in space and I was like, that's weird looking. But you definitely see the Maelstrom on the way out for half a second. So mm. I don't know what's going on. I got that's why I'm thinking this was kind of having to retcon or having to like animate stuff pretty quickly to make, make it match up the solo. I just don't yeah. know. It's also like a 30 minute episode and like you're not, yeah. gonna burn, you know, three minutes going through the Maelstrom. No. You know? Well, I would have I would have been much happier for it to be a 33 minute episode if we get a little bit more of the Maelstrom. <laughs> but I but I but I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I also love this episode. This might be my favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. And I just want to jump back to the, the actual spice mines and then the yeah. scope of the mines. Like we saw so much more of the mining operation than we we ever saw in Solo. And uh, uh, I was just I was and it was sort of felt so tragic and somber. Like I didn't really yeah. get that tone from Solo. Like it really felt like a, just a, an operation in Solo. It didn't yeah. feel some. I didn't really feel the pain and and and, and tragedy of, of the situation. Whereas in this, I really the score. Oh. Well, yeah, Kevin. Kevin Kiner, I believe, is doing the music, and he's incredible. I don't know. The malnourished Wookies really hit my heart in Solo. <laughs> yeah. <Sagwa! laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, I kind of feel the opposite. I, I thought it, it did yeah. sort of echo it. Like, I mean. I, as you're like going into the pit, it was maybe more somber going in, but it, it was definitely a callback for me. I was having solo feels the whole time. Yeah, me too. Um, it was kind of interesting that they had a Zygerian was the the mm -hmm. first the Dark Master, and we know from prior Clone Wars um, arcs there was a whole Zygerian arc where they actually enslaved Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin. Um, and Anakin, that's like he he's like a. Um, well, it's, he he really hates Sigerians. I was trying to make like a Bosque with Wookies or, or Trandoshan and Wookies. Like that's right. that's how much he hates um, Sigerians. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of that was an interesting little note. Um, another there was one line that stuck out to me that that I, I wonder if they're going to explore more. It was uh, Rafa was talking to Ahsoka and she's like, she's like, I'm not sure you're not bad for her also. You know, like they're mm. talking. She's like, I think what you're doing, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, bad. She's like, maybe it's you that's that's bad for for Trace. Yeah. And she just sort of shrugs. But honestly, in that, like when they have the spice shipment and they're, you know, flying over to the Pikes. I, I, it, Ahsoka kind of sabotaged that whole thing by just like preying on um, Trace's fears. And, yeah. you know, and, and then it, it turned into a much worse thing. I mean, they. they as far as I can tell, they would have been fine if Ahsoka just let it happen. Yeah. I mean, that that whole scene when they were arguing was really effective emotionally. Like they kept cutting back to Trace and having her like freaking Freaky. down, freaking out, like talking to herself. Like yeah. I, I had that same moment of like, is is Ahsoka drifting into the dark side a little bit? You know what I mean? Like not mm -hmm. not horribly, but just really focused on what she thinks is right, what the mission is and not paying attention to the, the person suffering right next to her, yeah. you know, right. like it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of, I think forcing, they're setting stuff up. Uh, she's kind of forcing her own like righteousness on them, but they come yeah. from an environment where most people around them are morally bankrupt and righteousness, you know, gets you nothing. And it's you like, literally cannot and, afford to be righteous. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, yeah th that was really cool that you pointed that out. And I, I, I had heard all that stuff. I didn't really think about it as much as I am now. And it's yeah, I didn't catch that either. That stuff. line. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we see if that's a yeah. thing. But let's talk a bit about two. <laughs> so 
Can someone, can either of you explain to me what Ahsoka's plan was with the Pikes? Because I don't, I mean, I get it, but there's a million holes. Like, what was the long game on that? <laughs> Using the uh, Force uh, mind trick. I, I think she was, I, I think the the plan that she probably told them was like, listen, tell them everything's fine. And then, and um, just give them the empty containers. And, and then just, run? And then run, yeah. And then you're you're hunted. But aren't you hunted either way? Like, I don't, I guess now you have the money. I guess that's the difference, is that you're hunted. Oh, uh, but you have, you have the, money, the money. Yeah. Which also is not very Jedi-like, right? It's just like, right. if we're going to run, let's just run. Who cares about money? <laughs> right. I mean, and they're like, well, maybe we can blame it on, um, you know, on the... That's right, yep. Whatever, the Kissel people. It's um, real weird, where I'm like, I don't see how this... Because it's not like the mind trip, the trick isn't eventually going to wear off, or... Right. Someone's going to be like, hey, you know, well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like irritating moments. Where you're like, oh, you know, force push them back safely onto the platform or, you know, do a back to back mind trick or maybe keep the engine hot if you're planning on leaving that quickly. Right. Like, there were so many things going on that you were like, oh, this could have gotten a little better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually kind of happy that they got trapped there. I mean, because if they like made a successful escape and be like, well, be kind of. <laughs> unrealistic it's like of course the pikes are gonna you know lock you in there and i think it also added like that like what i started talking about that tenseness around um uh yeah trace like piloting and it's like maybe a, a seasoned pilot would have had the engines hot and would have gotten out of there but it's like of course new girl it like takes forever to for her right. to like fire up the engines and start going they're like just go punch it you know and she's like yeah. has to like you know remove the e-brake and you know it's <laughs> we're not dealing with you know peak solo or even like right. solo's natural abilities to to fly so yeah and i and so. i don't mean when i'm asking like what the plan is i mean it in universe because i kind of love the writing of it that it's so slapdash like that's a very anakin move but like oh yeah but like i but it's not very Jedi again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're doing really interesting things with Ahsoka's character in this, and which makes sense. She's gone through a lot in the past few, I don't know, days, right. Of leaving right. the Jedi order. So it's interesting to watch her kind of completely without a tether anymore, but having the force, right? Like what does that do to someone, you know? And we see that a little bit in rebels, right? We see that with, with, um, uh, Kanan and, and, um, Ezra, we see that struggling too a little bit. I like that they're doing the similar thing. I think that they're doing it. So who knows? But I think they're doing it with Ahsoka too. I think she sees the trace got dealt a bad hand and she wants to help her. And that's mm -hmm. where most of her decision making comes from. But that's just, yeah. 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 With connections. Right. But like, yeah. but, but it's interesting. Yeah. Also, have we ever seen a pike without a mask before? Or is this the first time? Uh, we haven't cl the clone, the, uh, previous seasons in the previous seasons cool. yes. okay i was very interested it's been a while but i was very interested in that because i was just like oh that's really neat yeah yeah, yeah. It's interesting um i don't know why i i guess they have to wear those breathers on kessel because it's so toxic there or something right because they eventually take over kessel yeah um, and i think we're probably going to see that right the inciting incident for that for them to come take power from the yoruba family or whatever Nice, good, good. Catch. Oh, that's a good point. That might we might get more of the Maelstrom next episode, right? When they're maybe they're kind of it might lead to that. To and that, it. yeah, that's interesting <laughs> because, yeah, a lot can happen in the Maelstrom. It's like a you know a blank slate. You can do whatever you want in there. Yeah, right. I'm totally. I'm just doubling down. I'm totally going to watch Solo 
this evening. <laughs> yeah. I like solo guys. It's like I, I, I really enjoyed. I, I really do, too. I, it's it's kind of it's my it's one of my secret favorites. It's just yeah. like a fun movie. I know that actually sounds like a lot of fun to watch that. I haven't watched it in, in, a, in a minute. Um, like, I love the sequel trilogy, but those are heavy, 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 heavy movies. Do you know what I mean? There's like so much emotion and pathos in those. And then like Solo, yeah. it's just a fun ride. I yeah. do wish Val had survived Me uh, too. without the film and maybe double-crossed Beckett and it was secretly working for Dross the entire time. Like I wish Val was a bigger role in the movie because oh. I really I mean, Tandy New- What a waste of Tandy yeah. Newton. What a waste. Such a great actress. But I yeah. mean, what, what are you going to do? And that way, all that love between them could be a, a massive double cross. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, it perfectly mirrors the whole Han and uh, Kira thing. Kira thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, spice. I mean, there's so much spice yeah. in Star Wars storytelling. Like, I've never seen someone use spice. I know this is a Disney property. I know spice is uh, alluded to be a drug in a glitter stim or whatever they call it in the in the galaxy. But um, I, I think that could be an interesting scene. Like, if someone accidentally inhaled spice. Like, I've, I've been. I've been thinking that would be an interesting scene for a long time now. And I thought it would have happened in solo. Like, uh, a, we, it well, it did. We did see a pike um, using spice on the, the, the dock in solo when they first arrive. It's subtle, but he's got like, he's got like a little breather thing that he's like, um, like Jabba the Hutt's like um, vaporizer. He had that as part of his suit. And I'm pretty sure there was spice that like comes out of his nose or something. But Grant, are you asking for like an accidental dosage of a, of a main <laughs> yes, character? Yeah, exactly. yeah, first yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. so much first person, just someone reacting to it, like just their facial expressions. Because as, as you say, the Pike is using it on Kessel, but you don't get to see what his face looks like or what's going on or what it does to you. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. oh, yeah. I, yeah, so. I'm. We don't know anything about the uh, the first version of Solo, but. That seems like that would have been in there, right? Like that seems. Yeah. I would. I would have had a su- overt Native American scene and spice usage in that film. Like I would have done some weird stuff. Oh, in that. oh get your bingo cards out, guys! Get your coral yeah. and these bingo cards because I'm about to reference Young Guns. Yes, <laughs> that'll be the seventeenth time. You can just check off your Young Guns. Adam references Young Guns. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the peyote scene in Young Guns. Yeah, that's all it is. I thought that would happen in uh, Solo. That that would be hilarious. It would just be a comedic moment. But then I don't know if Disney as a brand wants to promote that. In I don't. I think you totally could. I think they could go that comedy route. I think. Silly, yeah, yeah, I think it's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so more spice running. And uh, the Poe Dameron, I think, novel. There's a Poe Dameron novel coming out in the future that I think is going to focus on his his younger days. Oh, his spice running days. And his spice running. That'll be fun to read after watching this whole arc here on Kessel. Isn't Star Wars great, guys? (laughs) It's It's really super. (laughs) It's really super. Um, One other thing is, uh, this is another minor thing, but the uh, architecture on the Pike planet, I thought was really cool. Like neon Mm -hmm. and a lot of arcs and things. It was, that was impressive when I saw, saw that. Agreed. Yeah, I picked up the I looked at the art of book for Solo and uh, uh, they actually talked about there's actually uh, an incredible sulfurous poison pool in Ethiopia. And it's all uh, the whole uh, landscape and terrain is supposed to emulate that that Ooh. that pool in Ethiopia. And they actually could they actually wanted to shoot there for Solo, but they couldn't wow. bring uh, camera equipment there because it would have melted the equipment. It was that toxic. And uh, wow. yeah, pretty crazy. Very cool. Fuckers. Cool, man. Well, 
great episode. And um, we didn't get Ahsoka joining up with the clones this episode, but um, there's always next episode, I suppose. Yeah, I'm guessing that's going to be the that might the final be arc. the final arc would be my guess. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. Speaking of speaking of and this is completely just random, but Grant mentioned art of uh, soul, the art of solo book, the art of Skywalker uh, comes out, I believe, uh, the end of this month. Oh, finally, you had your so, that order in yeah. forever, right? Mm hmm. <laughs> I keep getting notified that's been pushed back, but it seems to say that's the date. So this title will be released on March 31st, 2020. So, you know, maybe we could do a art of. Yeah, I would love discussion great. next uh, next episode if it actually comes out. Yeah, I'm person... doing art of art of two parter and cover a lot of, you know, maybe all of the art of books for the films. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Great. That would be really fun. Super uh, onward. Uh, we had one comic come out this week, Bounty Hunters number two, Galaxy's Deadliest Part Two by Sax, Villanelli, Prianto, Lanham, and um, Bermijo. I'm going to say Bermijo. I haven't read that name before, but I'm going to say Bermijo. That's how I'm going nice. with it. But doing Duolingo, so I know to pronounce J's as H's. All right. Nice. So here's my quick summary The Bounty Hunters continue to hunt down Lash. The end. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. Well, that's my summary. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Also, yeah, then, you know, there's then we also get a bit of a, you know, Valence gets a save the cat moment in the in this flashback. Oh, yeah. This... I'm, yeah. And I'm going to predict it right now, guys. He is going to have a change of heart and he is going to save Nakano Lash in the probably the last couple issues of this of this whole arc here. Yeah, that's right. my that's my prediction. Is this going to be all right? I'm just going to say, is this going to be a six episode, a six issue story? Because I don't see it sustaining for six issues with the way they've been going. I'm hoping it's like a four, like a four. It feels like a four banger to me. Yeah, which is fine. Fast and fun and light hearted ish. But like, I just something's got to happen if they're going to make six issues. Right. We have how many bounty hunters do we have searching for Nakano Lash? We have Bosk and Balance. And those are the only two threads we see in this issue. Yeah, right. boss balance. We get no. We get a uh, Boba Fett cameo. We know Boba Fett was. Boba Fett's there. going. We also get guys. Uh, Omega Red. Don't forget Omega I, Red. I, Omega Red was in there. Okay, that is that his name? No, that's that's, a, that's an X Men reference just for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enjoy. I, well, I appreciate what's the, that. The big guy we saw at the end, who's he's the new bounty hunter and he's massive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> we don't, oh, I oh but you don't know his real name. I forget okay. his name. Yeah, I see. That's why I thought it, I thought that was his name because that would be a good name for him. It would. It's a kind of great Star Wars name, but unfortunately, <laughs> X Men already took it. No. Is it, guys? Is it? Right. it yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but we're also forgetting about the the um, the other one hunting after them. It's a her, her name begins with a uh, T. And it, to it's like a two tongue it's like tonga and then her brother's like tongor or something yeah it? something yeah, like with that. another syllable in there this is yeah. we're doing a really great job right now yeah uh, we yes. all the names i'm so proud of us by the way for the listeners we all read this 15 well i guess we've been taping 40 minutes ago but less than an hour ago we all read this right and, right so, oh, i had to go on record something talking about um valance's droid 94l yeah not not a fan of that design no, it's, it's like very a weird it's like a... guide to the galaxy. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like Marvin it's... the Paranoid Android from the movie. Right. It's, like, it's a Cyclops, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Kind of. Uh, yeah. 
it just looks like like a robot et to me and yeah yeah uh, it looks like something and i can't put my finger on what it looks like but it reminds me of something from another property right um yeah so uh Man, I really want a dedicated Bosk run. Like that is, I, I would yeah. love a Bosk comic because yeah. he is so fascinating and he's so much fun to uh, to to witness all his all the things he does. So really cool. Um, yeah, can't tell you guys how much I love Bosk. But yes. yeah, me too. And you know, should get more more screen time hopefully in the in the upcoming issues, which it seems like that's what they're going for. Yeah, and we get a cool new planet in this comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I believe it's called. Uh, what is it? It's like Galmara. Galmara is that what? It is? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, and it's like a graveyard planet. I think. They just oh yeah, it. that's a very yeah, it's very cool. That's yeah. a very Doctor Who like thing, I think. But that's okay. Like all the floating, it's a graveyard planet. That that's yeah, so, that's so cool. It's very it's interesting. Nifty. Yeah. I also we also see the fortress of the mourner's whale. Which is yes. just like that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I love the design of that, and and they're developing the Mourner's Whale to be like an interesting syndicate, which is I guess a real hodgepodge of different, um, yeah, Galmara uh, uh, of different uh, species, which is also kind of fun. I don't really know what their their tether is, but uh, and, yeah. it looks, and it looks like they have a, uh, a there's a new syndicate uh, revealed in this issue where I guess their arrival is called the Unbroken Clan. Yeah, the Unbroken mm-hmm. Clan. Yeah. yeah. And so that's we're getting, we're getting some new crime, you know, syndicates and families and whatnot. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. The, the leader of the mourners whale is Lord Comdek. K H A M D K. Yeah. And he says, bah, like Dr. Doom. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that more. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah. So that's what we got. But it's uh, pretty much the, the, Thread that did it for me was Bosk on Galmara. Yes. Um hunting them down and um just being doing Bosk things. Yep. And then um yeah, the last panel was kind of my favorite. Um where he, he runs into Valance there. You can see Balance on the trail and he actually like read the lips of a of his dead friend in the reflection of the mask of Boba Fett, which is that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, within a security recording. Within, yeah, within pretty, a security recording. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, and um, and they uh, yeah, it ends on an explosion. Um, something between Bosk and Valance. Yeah, I mean, I will say this issue maybe maybe look forward to issue number three because it looks like it's going to be Bosk heavy. I mean, it's 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 literally just the 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 uh, the cover art of the next issue is just Bosk mm. and Valance fighting. But as we know. Covers lie, so I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah, I, hopefully Valance is dead, and it's really just that was in halftime, and then so now it's his boss going to be going forward, and we never have to look at Valance again. I mean, to be fair, the the title of this series is Bounty Hunters. It's not Valance, right? So, right. So pull that I trigger. Think it's time, yeah, isn't it time for him to get just like another part of his body blown off, and then like he can come back in like six years or something as even more of a cyborg or something? Or he could just die. Yeah, you could just die. Yeah, just exit stage left. It's like you've had a great run, dude. You know, you had like you said, you had to save the cat moment. And um, so we know he's a hero and he was, you know, a hero will always remember Valance as a hero. Now go away. Yeah. 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 And, and the next issue is called Showdown on the graveyard planet of Galmera. And so it looks uh-huh. like Bosk and, and Valance are going to duke it out. But there's no stakes because Valance has come back a million times. And we know that Beckett 
kills. Oh, not Beckett. Uh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, uh, Bosk is still alive. There's no canon death for Bosk, actually. Right. There's no canon. Oh, death. right. No. Yeah. No. No. no Bosk has not. Or a Singh. It was Or Singh. Or Singh. Yeah. Beckett killed Or Singh. Yeah. Yeah, but we but haven't the... seen Bosk post. Have we seen him in anything post Empire Strikes? Which is this is right is immediately post Empire Strikes Back. But we have we we haven't seen him after in anything, right? So. No, no, we don't. And um, Battlefront 2, Bosk is a playable hero in the prequels series um, and in the original trilogy, but he's not a um, playable hero in the sequel trilogy, mm, okay. which I, and because they love Bosk there, obviously. Um, yeah. But I don't, neither is uh, Chewbacca. Uh, so that I think that's more um, internal, Weird. you know, yeah. problem there. So, so balance could take Bosk out. That could be a big swing. That could be a big, you know, oh, shifting yeah. cannon. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, that would be something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, okay, not to be hyperbolic, but that may make me decide not to continue reading Bounty Hunters if they go that direction. Like, oh, really? You're that like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be more, it'll be more enticing for me. I, I would want to. I really like Bosk, and I really, I'm just going to state it out right, which I think I've done in the past. I'm not a huge fan of Valance. And so if you have Valance, a character I'm not particularly fond of, kill a character I really, really love, why would I want to keep reading that? Yeah. Well, because Boba Fett is still that. Yeah. I, I just think Bosk is so such a more interesting yeah. character than Valance. Like you said, like there's actual stakes around Bosk because he could die at any times, but it's like you just... As much as we all want Valance to die, he's been in what, like five comic runs? Like, is he in the yeah, Empire? Yeah, yeah. Is he's a bounty hunter now? It's like, yeah, he. They he really want die. us to care about Valance. Well, I think Valance, Valance taken out, Boss could make me care a bit more about him. Just thinking yeah. he's, you know, a more prestigious bounty hunter than how I think of him now. But yeah, it would be a it would be a bold move. That's for sure. Like, it would definitely be something. It, it would mean that, like, the next time he's on a panel with Boba Fett, he could kill Boba Fett or something. Like, yeah, I mean, it would add a lot to the storytelling but, with Valance yeah. after the fact. So after the fact, like, he could kill any one of your, you know, yeah. it couldn't be Boba Fett, obviously, because he's got to vanish after uh, Return of the Jedi. But uh, and yeah, the, the imagery of fighting Bosk and you know how how violent and and ferocious Bosk is like could be a real, some really interesting art and it could amplify balance and make it more interesting yeah. after my that. my realistic guess is they both walk away from that fight yep yes. i mean that's that's what i'm that's i mean that's yeah every it's a single time we've had know, a conversation it's going to be the end of every single gi joe cartoon right the <laughs> they, the cobra commander and whoever you know gets their plane gets shot down they escape via a parachute and they both go their separate ways to meet again yeah, what uh, what do you guys think of the the Trandoshan religion um, praying to the scorekeeper? Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. that. That's, that was my only yeah, yeah. note. I, that was my only note. Yeah, and I, I, I remember that being part of their religion, right? They're the kind of a hunter culture. So yeah, they because uh, there's they the there's the issue of um of the Clone Wars with with the uh, Chewbacca right or episode yeah. of, with clone with Bosk and Chewbacca. And That's actually was, one of my favorite episodes. Of the Clone yeah, Wars. me too. It's really yeah. good. It's a great aerial kind of fight in that episode. That's really fun. Yeah, that's the one where they're in the jungle, right? There was like an arc. There was like two or three episodes, I think, or was it just one? Where uh, it's... no, it was a couple. It was a couple. Of, I think it was a two parter, maybe or right. two or three parter. Yeah, Trandosha is just like a planet wide hunt, right? It's just like a constant. It's just like their own hunting grounds. Oh yeah, that yeah. episode was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's just kind of interesting. They do in Battlefront two. Bosk does mention the scorekeeper as he's like mowing people down. 
Yeah. Um, there's ultimate, I, ultimate crossover predator versus Bosk. <laughs> that would be, that would be a thing. And actually I'm trying to think if there's like, if there was a, a predator skull in one of these rooms or something in an old game. Oh really? I mean, yeah. Now I don't know. I'm, it's all mashing together in my, my, wet brain right now but um yeah i'll tell you one thing omega red is going to crash that showdown between boss <laughs> and balance and yeah. he's going to be the one who's going to suffer a loss i promise you guys because he's there hasn't been a lot divulged about him and i feel like he's fodder in comparison to boss and balance yeah oh yeah he's going to roll in there and then then yeah i wish we had this guy's name again it's like crispy or carl <laughs> Is it, is it hot it's definitely Carl? Carl. It's, it's, it's definitely actually crispy Carl. Crispy Carl. Carl. Both words together. Um, <laughs> now I want. No, he has a creep. he has a really extreme cool name that I really like. But there's like five X's and a nine in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I can't find it. So I mean, all right, <laughs> hey, really... not to like just end it, but you know, next week we got Afro number one. So excited. Me too. Yeah, she's Sorry. on free range to do whatever she needs to do. We could totally keep talking about this issue if you guys have anything else to say, but I'm focused on the co- looking at the cover of Afra at the end of this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need an Afra movie. I need a Taika Waititi directed Afra film immediately. Immediately. It's, it's got to happen, right? Like, it's a fan favorite. They've done such a wonderful job with, with that character. It's got to happen at some point. All right, I was close. His name is Oris. 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 O O R I S. So Carl, Carl and Oris are, are very similar names. Right. That was I, I mistook him for his cousin Carl. Uh, Oris on the page, Carl forever in my heart. <laughs> well, yeah, he is crispy Carl from here on. That is, yeah, that is headcanon. It's going to be our new Steve Palpatine. It's crispy Carl. Crispy Carl. Crispy Carl and Steve Palpatine tonight at seven. I love it. Awesome. Um, yeah, great job, everyone. We uh, made it through this issue. Um, so you said uh, it's Afro next week? Yeah, Afro next week. Afro number one. Dr. Afro number one. I'm cool, very we're familiar into... with her. I don't have to yeah. call her doctor like everyone else. Oh, yeah, it's, that's just it. I mean, what's your doctor of? I, I call her I call her Shelly. <laughs> She's Shelly to you. Shelly. Um, Is it Shelly or Shelly? Oh, Shelly, yeah. It's Shelly, yeah. Yeah, C-H-E-L-L-I, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess she could be Shelly. That would be kind of funny if her name was really Shelly. I would go by doctor, too, if my name was Shelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. So we, we're in a little bit of a rhythm here with um, having uh, Clone Wars and uh, Commander Cody's Clone Wars Conspectus and uh, Kyber Crystal Comic Corner um, back to back. But yeah, we'll definitely we've got the novelization coming out. That'll be a fun, um, fun little segment to do. And then, yeah, we'll do Art of coming up as well. But um, yeah, yeah, should we? Uh, we'll talk. Let, let's talk off air. I don't want to make any commitments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't. You know, that's not what we're about here at uh, Core, Core World News. We need to stay agile, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll definitely so, cover art of, but I have an idea. But I'll talk to you guys about the idea when we start recording. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to tune in next week um, to find out what that idea is. Um, thanks very much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, stay safe out there, and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Yeah.